0: Today's Old Testament reading comes from Psalms, chapter 22, verses 26 through 31. The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him, those who cannot keep themselves alive. Posterity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, He has done it. This is the word of the Lord. Good afternoon, everyone. The New Testament reading is from Colossians 1, chapter 1, 3 to 14. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven, and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the world, the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. So, in the kingdom of light for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins yet yeah, today i have titled the sermon uniquely crafted to participate in his mission, in God's mission. My name is Lucas Blaser. I come from Roswil, Canton Luzern, that's in central Switzerland, and I grew up on a farm. Now I work with OM, Operation Mobilization, that's a mission agency which works in over 100 countries in the whole world. And we have over 5,000 staff who are working in different countries. And in OM Switzerland, I'm working with Global Focus. Global Focus is we are a small team of three people and with some part-time staff who are coaching whole churches. We are When we are invited into a church, we go there, we listen to their situation, to their story, and together we look and support, encourage them what is God's unique calling for that church in that setting where they live? And so, we are coming into churches, listening to churches, and then together trying to figure out what is God's will. How can we live it out? And we follow a bit Acts 1, eight, In the power of the Holy Spirit, not in our own strengths. We are his witnesses. We are witnesses. We don't judge. We are witnessing in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the end of the earth. So we try and interactively engage the whole church to think together what that could mean for that setting. That's my main work here in Switzerland. I have a family. God has blessed me with a beautiful wife. We have three children And all three children are born in Thailand. Actually, my wife is from Lachen at the Lake of Zurich in Canton, Schweiz. And so I live now in Lachen at the Lake of Zurich there in Schweiz. And all three children are grown up in Laos and Thailand. And the last few years in Thailand, my children have gone to school in Chiang Mai. Andrew Goodman's family are good friends of us. Andrew Goodman, I guess most of you know, was my boss for some time during that time. And Isaac, uh, Andrew's son, is actually a good friend of one of my sons. I don't know if you know, Andrew has corona right now. He's in quarantine, he's in the hospital. He, praise God, he doesn't have any symptoms, but he has to stay in the hospital, and his daughter, Sophie, gets married, I think, this weekend in England, and he cannot join. Sad, but sometimes we don't understand how God is leading us. But yeah, good men are good friends, good brothers of us too. Yeah, how did that come? That my children are all born in Thailand, although my wife is Swiss, I'm Swiss. We are born and grown up here in Switzerland. I think a starting point is, and also to understand, as we are uniquely crafted to participate in God's mission, and I, I see that in my own life. The church I grew up in, Rousville, in in Canton-Luzern, is an ordinary church. They come together, they worship God, they try to follow, to do God's will, they fight sometimes, are struggles, some are leaving, it's an ordinary church. But I remember when I was a boy, I heard elder people praying, Lord of the harvest, call people into your harvest. The harvest is ripe. And I think that's a very crucial prayer. Over generations, I believe, they have prayed that. And this ordinary small church in Roosevelt still exists today. They have sent out missionaries to many countries, A a small church in Switzerland. I think this is one important thing, prayer. And ask the Lord of the harvest to call new workers. There's there's other facts which we can figure out how to participate in his mission. Ephesians 1.4 is one of my favorite verses, but there's many favorite verses in the Bible. There, Paul writes to the Ephesians, In Christ Jesus, God chose us before the creation of the world with the aim of living a holy and blameless life, a life in his presence and filled with his love. Yeah, before creation, God chose us. God saw us. He knew in which family you will be born. He knew in which generation you live. He knew what kind of job, what kind of work, what kind of relationships you are having. He chose you. To live what? And living a holy, blameless life in his presence and filled with his love. Brothers and sisters, don't be happy with just the ordinary Christian life. No. We have an exciting, meaningful life with Jesus. A holy, blameless life in his presence filled with his love. And if you don't experience that, look for that, work on that. We are all chosen to live such a life It's not only me. And I still have some signs in my own life. When I was born as a baby, 50 plus years ago, my parents dedicated me to the Lord in this church. And at that church service, when I was a baby, there was a guest person visiting that church. And after the service, he said to my parents, Lucas, the doctor, Lucas, the missionary doctor, Lucas, the missionary. When I was a baby, he he has never seen me before. He spoke that above me. My parents never told me anything until I was accepted by OMF to join OMF and go to Thailand. And so it's amazing. There are signs in our lives where we sometimes may not understand. They don't make sense. But following Jesus, going with him, these signs suddenly make more sense and you, you realize, wow, this amazing God who has chosen me before universe has a genius plan for me to live out, to find out, to work out and to follow him. Yeah, I believe we all are called for an awesome life with God. Yeah, and I, I strongly believe today that still applies very much that God chose you and me to find and live out that life. We, we have climate change. We have a pandemic. We have political unrest in the whole world. We have new world powers. We have millions of displaced people. Migrants. The iGen, the generation with the mobile phone, is a huge blessing. on one way, in the other way, It's a huge curse. There's so many more addictions happening through the Internet, through the access we have through the handies, mobile phones. And we have our current problems. Alcohol is a huge problem. Drug misuse. Is God still the same? Is God still able to build his kingdom? We have read in Psalm 33, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. All of the stars were created by the breath of his mouth. God's breath filled this ever-expanding universe with billions of galaxies. Wow! This should really... we We should stand up and shout for joy. What a God this is in this perspective we see God is still above all problems. God is still in control. He sees everything. He knows what's happening. Or in Psalm 22, which we were reading this morning too, the poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. 3,000 years ago, this Psalm writer, author, he wrote that those who seek the Lord, who look for him, who are searching to find the Lord, will praise him. 3,000 years ago, this truth is still valid today. How many testimonies do we have in the whole church history of people who were searching, asking God, searching for him, seeking him, knocking on doors, the doors on heaven, and experience something of God's grace, of God's love, of God's forgiveness. That's still Today, Go into the internet on these websites and you find so many testimonies today that people who seek, who ask, they experience God. Yes, we have an awesome God. But there is a danger. There's many dangers. But one danger I want to focus a little bit. When you have come to know the Lord, when you have started to experience his love, his forgiveness, this new identity in Christ, this new family we are, you form pictures of God. You imagine how God is from the first encounters you have. And this is great and this is good. And we learn and grow and the picture gets bigger and bigger. But there is a danger that one day we think, okay, now I understand who God is. I think I know he is this way. And I don't allow him to even get bigger. And I think in Exodus, we know these Ten Commandments. The second command, actually, I read the first and the second, what God spoke to Moses, to the people of Israel. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. We shall not make an image of God. We, we are not allowed to fix that picture of God. God is much more. At the moment, we frame God. At the moment, we, we make a picture. We frame him. We enclose him and we make him small. God is much more than what we can think together, what we can discuss together. It's much more, It's much more beautiful, much more powerful. God is in control. And so, I have prayed, and I hope you allow the Holy Spirit that you are growing in understanding how awesome, how great our living God is. Yeah, in... Colossians, when we read on in chapter 1, verse 15, the Son, Christ, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Christ all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Christ Christ and for Christ. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. This picture, in Jesus Christ, all things are hold together in Jesus Christ. These pictures we cannot really understand. All the visible and all the invisible things, all powers all what we see the whole universe and what we don't see is in his hands and is made for him can we grasp that? can we understand this fully? never but I want to grow, I want to understand I'm hungry, I want to understand more and more this greatness of God it's mind blowing and it's it is inspiring, it's life-giving. We are together on the way with this Jesus who is revealing himself more and more through his church, through his family. And so I want to be on that way with you together to understand more and more the greatness of God. So yes, we want to picture God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit much more. We want a picture much more than what we understand today. And we want to allow the Holy Spirit to widen our picture of God. How, How is that happening? I mean, reading the Bible is helpful very much already. But how else can we grow in that understanding of God's greatness? Yes, I think challenges in our lives. They force us to look to God. Sickness, suffering, persecution, even physical death. These are things which we all experience in some ways. And I believe these are things, they also help us to grow in understanding, to understand God's greatness even more. It's not an easy way, I know. But I believe this is one way. But there is another way. Joyfully living by faith. Yes, if you currently don't struggle with sickness or with a challenge, and you have a nice life, enjoy. And if you, if you have a challenge, but you still have parts of your life which are okay, enjoy. And live faithfully with God. And what does that mean? I I want to say, we are not just Christians. When we heard the word Christians, there's many, many Christians in this world. But there's many named Christians, many who have a name, but they are not following Jesus. I, I want to say, living by faith, I mean, we are Jesus' followers. We are his disciples. We are walking with this awesome God. And so, I want to say, we trust this awesome God who has all power, who is great. And with this, I know he's with me. I know he sees me. I know he understands my situation. And he is leading me. And living by faith means I think, I act, I decide with that in mind. That this awesome God is with me in my daily life. On Monday morning, when I go back to work, when I'm in my my family, when I'm, my hobbies doing whatever I'm doing. And as disciples, as Jesus followers, we are priests, highly priests, kingly priests. We bless other people. As a Jesus follower, you bless other people. We have received so much grace. So I want to give that. I want to bless My family, my friends, my people I know. I even bless sometimes people in the shopping mall when I see their faces and I see they're not happy. I shortly pray and bless them in Jesus' name. But I also, we are witnesses. We are called to witness to show God's love. We have received so much. So as Jesus followers, we give Freely, our time, our energy, our money, our skills, our experience, we share. We have learned and experienced many things. And I have received so much love. And this love can double if I share it to my next, to my brother, to my sister, whoever I'm meeting. And I we have this saying living by faith not by sight, but we still need our eyes, (laughs) we need to look. Because with our eyes, we see how the people around us, and we see quickly some people are not happy, and they need help, and I can help. Or we hear, and we hear carefully. I think this is very crucial in our today, that we listen carefully, we watch carefully, how the people around us responding how they're acting, and we pay attention. I think to love our neighbor, to love my people, I pay attention. I give my time, and I'm carefully listening, and when I hear and see some needs, I start to serve to his needs, to the needs of the person I'm with. And I think this is already loving my people around me loving god and loving myself and loving my people yes i think living by faith and doing these things as jesus followers as disciples not we don't have to wait until we completely understand all the theology about god we we never will reach that level today what i have understood and received i pass on and that doubles the joy the love, the peace, the grace. So every one of us can give. Every one of us has some skills, have some experience. You are uniquely crafted to be part of his mission. And God's mission is everywhere. Is at home where, we, where our home is, when we are traveling, when moving. We are always in his mission. So we are all uniquely crafted and working with him. And Psalm 33, the Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. Brothers and sisters, when I sometimes hear discussions about COVID, about climate change, about other things, there's a lot of negative things but here, the, the psalm writer says, the earth is full of his unfailing love. Sometimes I don't see that. But actually, walking from the train station up here, I saw all these beautiful trees. What colorful the nature is. The nature is full of God's unfailing love. All these color, shapes, forms, but also all the animals are God's creation, but also the people. We are so different. Everyone is unique. And our our relationships, our friends in the church, our fellowship, we are not the fellowship of the ring. We are the fellowship of the Lord Jesus Christ. We live in this community. So the earth is full of his unfailing love. Let's see that and be encouraged, inspired, and live positively. This out every day. Yeah, we we were went to Laos. Laos is a communist country. Laos is a beautiful country. has beautiful mountains. Not only Switzerland has beautiful mountains. It's a tropical climate. has a lot of rivers and lakes, but is landlocked. There is the Mekong River but there also is a lot of destruction. They are building dams to produce electricity, and they don't pay a lot attention to the nature. There used to be primary forest. They're cutting down a lot. There is copper and other metals in the earth, and they're mining, 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 digging out. But there's still many good things. There's great food. All who know Thai food, Lao food is very similar. Sticky rice, and fruits, abundant fruits. There is also the nature, the flowers, the trees. is beautiful. Laos is a beautiful country with beautiful people. Seven plus million, 130 different languages spoken. And it's an awesome country. But there is communism currently. It's a communist country. Communist, I mean a communist government. Not ideology very strong, but that's a one party, ruling government which controls the power and they are not so friendly to their own people but God still allowed us to come into that country when when we came to Thailand we stayed first four years in Thailand during that time language learning, culture studying we knew God is calling us to the Thai people, the black Thai people Christoph and Lannet, worked with the Thai Yai, with the Shan, the, the big Thai. I worked with the black Thai, the Thai Dam. And we knew one day we have to go into Laos. But I'm by profession a mechanic and a pastor. So I'm not qualified to go into Laos. But then at the border from Thailand to Laos, another missionary told me, you need to go and see what God has prepared for you. So, with two small boys uh, and uh, with my wife, we went as tourists into Laos. And in there, I was visiting Christian NGOs, Christian development organizations, introducing me and looking for work. I couldn't find anyone who hired me. I went to the international fellowship there in Vientiane, capital of Laos. And there is the rule that every new visitor is introducing himself just by name and from where he's coming so I introduced me there in the church I'm Lucas Blaser from Switzerland, I'm looking for work and so after church service, Dr. Philip, a French from the Alsace, Alsace speaking Alemannish, speaking Swiss German came to me and said yeah, Lucas, what kind of work are you looking for? And I said, I, need, I want to work with the tie down. the black tie. God already made that clear. And my father-in-law is a textile engineer. And he said, when we were leaving Switzerland, hey, I have a textile business here in Switzerland. Maybe in Laos and Vietnam, there's a lot of silk weaving. Maybe we can make something together. My father-in-law is not uh, joining a church. He, I don't know where he stands in his faith. Anyway. I knew I wanted to do something with silk weaving and with the black tie, because that was clear at that moment. When I said that to Dr. Philip, he is a director of a, of a medical NGO. And he said, Lucas, we need to talk more. And I said, okay, I don't know why. He said, a month before I came to Wing Chun, he was visiting Northern Laos preparing a new medical project. And on his last day, he had time to travel a bit to the province and he found a project farm from EU which was abandoned. That completely failed the project, but the infrastructure was still there. So the government, the local government in northern Laos told Dr. Philip, if you want to come and you do a project, you can use that infrastructure. And Dr. Philip, with his wife, was already doing alongside the NGO project, some silk weaving. They were buying Laos, local traditional silk textile and selling in France. But they realized the quality of the silk is very poor. The weaving quality is very poor. And they realized we need to help to improve the quality. So he had, he's a visionary person. He had an idea, I want to make a silk development project. But he didn't have any person to come and help him. And when, when I met... He said, okay, you want to work in silk weaving? And you want to work with the Thai Dam, the black Thai? This farm in northern Laos was surrounded by 20 Thai Dam villages. I've never met Dr. Philip before. He never met me. He did not hear about me. I could never organize such a match. But living by faith, I knew at the border there, We need to go into Laos and see. We need to have faith in God and trust that he will open doors. And he opened the door. I could join then this NGO. And we started together this silk development project. And the awesome thing is, many awesome things happened. My father-in-law, as a textile engineer, he came. He looked what we were doing. And he saw these looms, which were poor quality and he told me, Lucas, you need to change this, you need to change that. The, the way of patterns they do, don't touch that, that's great, that's excellent, that's unique. But the quality of the weaving needs to be improved. And we changed, I, we spoke the language, we were able to change the looms. We introduced to the weavers how to prepare the weft and the warp, and we started to weave. And my father looked at the products and said, no, it's not good enough, need to change here, need to change that. In three, four months, we made a huge step in quality. In the year 2006, in a silk exhibition in Vientiane capital, Laos, they said, We have the best hand woven silk of whole Laos. Can, can, I mean, this is awesome how God used me. I'm a part of that. There's many involved. We had a team of 40 Laos staff working at that time with us. But I was able, and God helped me to be a part of something much bigger than what I could have imagined for myself. Uniquely crafted to participate in his mission. I still have connections today to lay pastors in that area, Northern Laos. I could tell you many more things about that, but time is not enough. But I want to encourage you. I don't experience that every day, of course. No, I have very normal days. But in faith, every day ready that the Holy Spirit is leading. Ready to see God's prepared work. You see, we are chosen before the universe. And there are prepared works to do. Be spiritually awake and be ready. And trust God. He can do imagine more than what you think. And together as a church, in community, we move on. And I believe we all have a unique role to finish God's task, to finish God's mission in this world. And I believe you as an international church, you have connections to the whole world. So when you work here and participate fully in God's mission, it will influence the whole world. But we don't limit God. We trust him. And don't wait until you think, now you're ready. (laughs) We are never ready. But just do what you know, what you have received. Pass that on. Use that. And you are unique and God will use your uniqueness. You don't have to copy me. You have to be yourself and grow in that, what you are. You are a unique, loved person by God. Yes, I want to finish here with Colossians 1. The gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world. Just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. Yes, when we truly understand God's grace, we will bear fruit. And this fruit will glorify God. And I have prayed that you are bearing fruit 30, 60, 100 fold. Because we don't limit God. God is powerful. He can do it. Amen.